We are back here for another episode of the Wildcat Weekly. We know it's been a while since we've seen you, but you know, adjusting to the new schedule here on campus, it's been hard to get an episode ready uh, for Bobby and I's conflicting schedules. But, you know, as the winter season really fully comes to a close and the spring season gets under underway, uh, you know, it's, I think it's time to come do another episode and recap the winter season and give some previews for the spring season. So really looking back at this entire school year for St. Ignatius Athletics, it's, it's really been a successful season uh, in pretty much every sport all around. Uh, the fact that we're able to be here, we're able to uh, continue going forward with sports like we normally do every year, um, it's really been impressive. And uh, I think hats off go to uh, the students who have been able to uh, go through what we've been able to go through this past year. And... Um, uh, really be able to push through the adversity that's coming this way. And I think uh, this is going to go down as one of the most memorable years in St. Ignatius history. And uh, hats off to everyone who's been involved making this all work out. But diving into sports, uh, ending off the winter sports season, the bowling team, the Alley Cats, uh, went to sectionals. And unfortunately, before they were able to uh, advance to the state meet, uh, they, they just came a little short of making it to that extra level and taking another step up, which would have made, uh, made it the furthest the Alley Cats have ever gone in the state tournament. Um, but all in all, it was a great season for the Alley Cats. Uh, they did win the most improved team of the year. They have a very young core, and uh, they're, it's going to be a bright future for the Alley Cats. Uh, there were... Uh, a few seniors that are leaving, but mostly it's uh, it's younger guys in the program, and um, uh, they're very optimistic going into the future. Uh, moving on to swimming, the Aquacats uh, finished third in the state meet, and uh, Tyler Hong was actually a state champion and named the Greater Cleveland Sports Athlete of the Year. Uh, Tyler Hong, one of, if not the greatest swimmer to ever walk the halls of St. Ignatius. Um, I remember him come. I remember him being here freshman year, and uh, hearing at a spring sports rally, uh, recapping winter sports, and uh, principal of the school saying that Tyler Hong not only uh, had a great season alone, but he set records, St. Ignatius High School single season records as a freshman, and um, uh, he's pretty much crushed every record that this school has had with swimming. He, he's. He, we could be looking at an Olympian as well. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, I mean, he's just phenomenal all around. It definitely deserves the award. The first St. Ignatius student ever to win the Greater Cleveland Sports High School Athlete of the Year, and uh, we want to congratulate him on a fantastic career here at St. Ignatius. Yeah, I mean, Hong's obviously been truly unbelievable. I know his brother was a swimmer here as well uh, when he was a freshman, but you know, he's kind of taken the Hong name for himself here uh, at the halls of St. Ignatius, and really for athletics as a whole. You talk about records. I feel like his name is going to be up there, uh, you know, in the halls by Sullivan Gymnasium for a long, long time. Uh, he's looking to take his swimming talents uh, to Princeton next year. So obviously a huge accomplishment to him and a congratulations as well. So moving on with another winter sport, we're going to touch in on hockey. Uh, you know, the hockey team lost a total of 15 seniors last year. Uh, you know, they did not even have the opportunity to get a ring last year, those seniors. Uh, but, you know, they did bring a few seniors back, and that'd be uh, Dawson Moore, Aiden McLaughlin, Aiden Conway, Chucky Wilson, Eric Alonar, and Owen Zedwicki. Uh, so, you know, all of those seniors, you know, played a key role into the season this year. 
they finish out the regular season pretty strong with a win over Upper, Ar- Upper Arlington and a tie against the number two ranked St. Francis Knights. Uh, but when it came to the playoffs, uh, they were unable to come away with a victory on the ice against Rocky River. Uh, but, you know, the key thing to look forward to for the you know, hockey squad is it has definitely been a rebuilding year. Uh, you know, as it was, you know, for the soccer team who came away with a state championship, a national championship, the soccer team. So, you know, the future is very bright for the Ice Cats because the underclassmen, uh, you know, have provided a lot of help and really been the core and the base for Coach O'Rourke's Ice Cats this year. So, you know, although they came away with a tough loss, look for the Ice Cats in the next few years. Moving on to another sport, the Wrestling Cats uh, also had a very good season. Uh, They uh, went to the district uh, tournament and uh, brought home a state qualifier and a district placer. Uh, Jarrell Young uh, went to states this year, and he had a phenomenal season. Um, All around, great season for the Wrestling Cats. Uh, That's one of the sports that was the most in question going into this season. Uh, They were wondering if they were even going to be playing uh, but we're very happy that everyone on that team got to have the chance to play this season, and they got to um, uh, really, uh, the, especially the seniors, got to play their last matches as a Wildcat. Um, congratulations to the Wrestling Cats on a fantastic season. I also want to move on to something that uh, really doesn't get enough attention around here, and we do have a, another state championship here at St. Ignatius, but really doesn't go fall into the sports category. You really don't find this on the uh, IgnatiusWildcats.com. But uh, we got to give a shout-out to the policy debate team. Uh, St. Ignatius did win the state championship in policy debate. And um, it, it really, it, this is a program that just go, is so overlooked in the St. Ignatius community, and they deserve more credit, and we're giving them credit here. Uh, I know Alex and John Daoud and Duo interpretation have been phenomenal uh, throughout their four years. Um, Sam Navacruz and uh, Vasilis Apostolakis have been amazing, and Matt Conway. Yeah, I was just about to say, I believe been, Matt Conway even just committed yeah. uh, for to, to do debate on the college level as well. And they had a phenomenal state tournament. They brought home a state championship. Usually when you're thinking of policy debate in the Ohio area, uh, Gilmore and U.S. are the schools that come up first. Uh, St. Ignatius is is on the map. They've been on the map for a while, and I know uh, Mr. Fujimoto and Mr. Bazzelli have been running a, a great program uh, over the years, and it's just wonderful to see the state championship, especially with the senior group who has been together and really the anchor of this program for the last three years. Um, We've really been seeing the same names in policy debate over and over again here at Ignatius the past three years, so we got to give a congratulations to them on their state championship. Yeah, you know, it's good to see all these seniors, you know, finally come away with what they were hoping for. And, you know, you're right, you know, policy and debate is something that is overlooked. And, you know, we are uh, the Wildcat Weekly Sports Podcast. Uh, you know, and although policy debate is not necessarily a sport, bringing home a state championship is definitely something that reserves uh, or deserves notice. So, you know, I definitely appreciate bringing it up, Bobby. Uh, and I hope all you guys take into consideration how much work that team as well has put in this year. And to wrap it up, uh, with the winter sports season, the team that has gone the farthest has been the Basketball Cats. You know, the seniors leading that team uh, have been some of the best leaders that Ignatius has had for Ignatius Sports in a long time. Henry Rader, Mike Matamore, Will Yontek, Alex Garcia, and 
Nick Lamoran. And Nick Lamoran. Um, you know, all of those five seniors have, you know, played such a key role into a season that really has been much more than anyone expected. The season alone, the regular season, has been ups and downs. They've gone on win streaks. They've gone on losing streaks. Another winning streak. Finished the year on a losing streak, the regular season. Uh, but the playoffs is where they really turned it up, and that's what Coach Joyce has been talking about all year long. You know, it's, it's one thing is crazy to, you know, is crazy to take in is this is only Coach Cam Joyce's second year here at San Ignatius. And the last time that the Wildcats won a state championship, the last time the Wildcat basketball team was in the Final Four was 20 years ago this year. It's the 20th anniversary, and for Coach Cam to bring the boys so far all the way into the Final Four, take a trip down to Dayton, uh, you know, is just saying a lot in itself. But the playoff run, you know, in total has been wild. Beating Parma, beating Lorraine, beating the Eagles in a nail-biter, Henry Rayner with the last-second shot then beating Lima to punch their ticket to Dayton. I mean, Bobby, what words can you say about a season you know, that's been so historic for the Wildcats just up until that point? Come away with two times able to cut the net, uh, you know, a regional championship and a district championship. I mean, what do you have to say, Bobby? I mean, what else can I say other than, wow, I, this was not supposed to happen this year. If you look at every preseason uh, article written about high school basketball in Cleveland, yeah, Ignatius was brought up, but we were – ranked usually in like the 10 to 15 yep, exactly. range and we weren't even considered uh, a top contender in the Cleveland area let alone the state and just being able to go to the final four uh it's remarkable uh we knew uh when coach cam was hired the wildcats were going this basketball program was going to take a step further in the right direction uh and especially when Coach Cam came in with a nice young group of guys who are still together for the most part, only losing five seniors this year. Um, it's just remarkable to get this far. Uh, obviously, it, it, when you talk about Ignatius basketball, or when you have talked about Ignatius basketball in the last three years, uh, usually the second sentence you would bring up Henry Rayner. Henry Rayner has been a phenomenal basketball player this season. Uh, and throughout his three years as a starter for the Wildcats, uh, it's going to be sad to see him leave. But uh, he's had he's had an amazing career here, at Ignatius, and he'll do amazing at Hillsdale College. But once again, looking over this season, um, Ignatius was never seen as pretty much. Uh, I'm just looking at it as the rivalry between Ignatius and Saint Ed's. Uh, it, I remember Kurt. You remember you and I in our younger years here at Ignatius. Basketball, it'd be good if we were able to beat Eds once in a year. Uh, and now, yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're kind of, uh, we kind of have the mentality now that the tides have turned. Yeah, I mean, and we've Saint played Ignatius, them. St. Ignatius basketball is now the one on top. St. Ignatius basketball is now the team to beat. And, uh, man, it just does it, doesn't it feel so good? to be here right now. Yeah, you know, and I mean, just talking about these seniors alone, you know, obviously Will Jansek and Henry Rainer being the two captains of the squad, uh, but, you know, this run, you know, has been so so huge for a lot of the underclassmen as well. Sophomore, Brain says Pontiac, you know, he started, uh, he began starting in the starting lineup. He started the whole entire playoffs in a few games before, you know, and that's what got the Wildcats far. In addition to him, you know, CJ Yarian had some valuable minutes off the bench. John Efforts, obviously, you know, a junior, such a sharpshooter, led the way in scoring for the Wildcats, uh, you know, almost throughout the whole entire year. He suffered a little piece of injury 
but you know, his play is also a counterpart for the future. But I think one thing you have to talk about if you're going to talk about St. Ignatius basketball in these next three years, the it's frosh. the two freshmen. The frosh. You know, Carter Jackson and C.J. Little, two freshmen. C.J. Little started almost the whole entire year. Carter Jackson has more potential than I think St. Ignatius basketball has ever seen in a long time. The eighth graders that are coming up are supposedly very talented as well. So, you know, with a trip to Final Four and the future that the Wildcats have, you know, intact, Coach Joyce uh, made a comment at the end after their Final Four loss against Westerville Central. He said, this historic season has done light years more than change the narrative, but rewrite the future. It will not be another 20 years before we get back to this level. And, you know, and I think he's more than right with the team in with the team in CJ Little, John Efforts, CJ Yarian's hands. Uh, you know, I really think that this program is definitely on the upswing. It, it's definitely on the upswing. And uh, another thing to point out, LeBron James, when you have LeBron James retweeting that or uh, putting on his Instagram story, uh, congratulating the Sanders as Wildcats on going to the Final Four. Yeah, you know, being so close with it, Coach Cam, I mean, you know, but just LeBron and himself, you know, touching base with the Wildcats uh, is huge. And, you know, I think the, the main takeaway from that is St. Ignatius basketball is back on the map. 20 years ago is we're when back. they were. And now they're back, and they're looking to stay on the map. This, it, if it hasn't been made clear already, this season was not a fluke. <laughs> this just because this season was different, it's not a fluke. Saint Ignatius basketball, it's back, and it's up on top, and we're going to be competing for state championships from here on out. Uh, the new narrative has been set. The motto of the season this year was change the narrative, and they did that. They, they did that. Uh, just. Hands down, amazing season for the basketball cats. Uh, it's going to be fun while uh, we're at college seeing what this team is able to do in the future. So, yeah, you know, to focus on the Final Four, you know, we haven't really touched base on what exactly happened. On the other side of the bracket in the Final Four was Menor versus Centerville. Centerville came away with that victory, a tough loss for the undefeated Menor Cardinals, uh, but Centerville was a very talented squad. Obviously, on our end, the Wildcats fell 51-42. to just a very tiring, hard-fought battle, uh, you know, on a different court, a different atmosphere. Uh, but Tesos Cook for Westerville Central, the Warhawks, he really led the way. 20 points, uh, you know, and it was just hard for the Wildcats to put the ball in the basket. It was hard all game long. Centerville ended up beating Westerville in the state championship. Uh, but regardless, this is the Wildcat Weekly. We focus on the Wildcats, uh, you know, and I think they're going to be the focus of a lot more than just in community, uh, you know, for years to come. A lot of people are going to be focusing on this squad. And five five seniors on the roster out of fifteen, and only two of those seniors were starters. Uh, that's if that doesn't say you got a future, I don't know what does. Uh, next season and the season after that are going to be fun basketball seasons for the Cats. And in the next five years, I can say it with confidence, we will have another banner in the hallway saying, "Saying Nation's basketball state champions." Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. So to move on to the spring sports season, I'm going to start it off with lacrosse. Uh, the Cats lost their first game against Western Reserve, a very tough fall in overtime, thirteen to twelve. But you know this is a team that has a lot of seniors, people like Adam Wernstead, Kenneth Klubnick, uh, Bradley Ratcher. I mean, any other names that stand out to you, Bobby? I mean, you pretty much rattled off the big three right there: Ormstead, Ratcher, and uh, Klubnick. Uh, they. Uh, they're all three great players. They were really missing out on the season last year, and I know last year the Wildcats had a really great senior class, but uh, the juniors last year, so our grade, were uh, 
we're also ready to go. It's it's going to be a fun season for the Lacrosse Cats, uh, and they're looking to get that first state championship in program history. They've gotten so so close to that level uh, in the last five years. Uh, it, this year, the goal is what it was last year, and it's to finish the job. Uh, go out, win the state championship, close the deal, get that monkey off your back where you don't have the state championship. Uh, it, I think this is a team that can do it as well. It's a very impressive lacrosse team, uh, and they're always contending. Yeah, so, so it's you know, be fun to watch. I mean, a lot of young guys are on this team as well. So you know, as they lost that first game to Western Reserve, they went on to win their next two against uh, Cathedral and Shaker Heights. Uh, those two games were big victories, and recently they just lost to Dublin Jerome, a trip down south. Uh, they lost that one 15-20. But, you know, one thing to note that's already been an accomplishment for the lacrosse team as they continue their season, obviously hunting for that state championship is Drew Weinacker. Uh, he actually broke a record this year as he had nine goals in a game. And, you know, you're talking about a lacrosse team who also lost a lot of firepower. Greg Langermeyer uh, in the past year. Michael Bame, who's playing at Michigan, Connor Camille, who's playing at Ohio State. Both of those two are actually starting for Michigan and Ohio State and actually had a game featured on ESPN where they played against each other. Uh, I believe Ohio State came away with the victory in that one, uh, and Camille played some great lacrosse as well as Bame. Those two were considered uh, two of the best players in the entire Midwest. Not just Ohio, but definitely Midwest, even the nation. Some of the the two best players in the nation. both have a very, very bright future with lacrosse. And if you look at Connor Camille as well, he could have been a receiver at a D1 school for football, uh, but he chose lacrosse because that he knew that was his future. Uh, that's what his bread and butter was, and uh, it, it's paying off for both him and Bame. Uh, they're both fantastic players. Can't wait to see what they do it. Uh, as rivals now at Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. Um, just an, another, another note with the lacrosse cats, uh, they beat Shaker 18-3. to uh, defense that, that sets them that sets them above uh, pretty much every standard team in Ohio. Uh, they're they're up there with the big boys at the top. Now moving on to rugby, the Rugby Cats only have one loss this season. Uh, they, they've taken down St. Xavier and they've taken down Notre Dame La Salette. Notre Dame La Salette was their first home game, one of two home games this entire season. And uh, the Wildcats are currently ranked top 10 in the nation when it comes to rugby. Uh, they have a great group of guys coming, uh, both uh, junior and senior. Uh, seniors like um, Gavin Moore ha- have been very impressive this season. Chris uh, Spielman, Chris Field Spielman, and Carlson. Field and Carlson, yeah. Uh, hands down, great senior class. Also, Marty Lenahan. Uh, we saw him go off as an animal during football this past season. He didn't get all of that from just playing football. He learned a ton of that from rugby. And uh, I don't think enough credit is given to Coach Arbesnik and what he has um, done with these players in the rugby program. And not only make them fantastic rugby players, but he has also made them uh, absolutely phenomenal in other sports that they play. Uh, Mari Lenham being able to run through a hole and get uh, run 35 yards downfield for a try uh, that correlates directly to what he does on the football field in the fall. And um, it, it's going to be fun to watch. I know tonight. A big game tonight. Big game tonight where the uh, rugby play, Cats play St. Ed's. And 
8 p.m. Even, even when this game is broadcast, it's a big deal in Cleveland when it comes to rugby. People don't realize this is a big game nationally. For yeah, rugby. I mean, these Every are two of the best teams. I mean, Both I believe teams, the Wildcats are ranked number three right now in the yeah, nation. In the nation. And the only loss the Wildcats have is to the number one team in the nation. So, yeah, and St. Ed's is also ranked top 10 in the nation. Yeah, this, Notre Dame, La Salette, top 15 in the nation. I mean, they, it's a different level. In American rugby, Ignatius is always mentioned up top when it comes to high school yeah, rugby. They schedule the best, they play the best, uh, and it's the reason why, you know, they're considered uh, as one of the best. Uh, and uh, really, tonight's game is going to be huge for the rugby cats. It's going to be a learning experience for both sides of the ball because I know both teams really don't have a lot of people who have had a lot of experience on the A side uh, when it comes to rugby, but it's going to be a learning experience, and all eyes nationally are on this game tonight. Uh, I believe Sanisha's social media will have updates on that. Definitely. So, you know, as that team will play the Eagles, we're going to move over to the Volleyball Cats, who lost their first game against the Eagles. The Volleyball Cats are missing the absence of Andrew Beckman, uh, you know, one of their best players. I believe the team captain, I believe he has a broken toe if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, but the Volleyball Cats are 0-2 this year. They recently lost to Walsh 3-0. Uh, but, you know, the Wildcats uh, volleyball team is a team who can really catch fire quickly. You know, with Beckman coming back soon, uh, this team really has potential to go far, uh, you know, as they always do. Uh, moving on to two other spring sports that have not had any games or meets yet is both Wildcat Tennis and Wildcat Crew. Uh, the Crew team coming in as the reigning national champions and the tennis team also uh, contending for states every year. Both have not had a game yet, or in Cruz terms, a meet. But uh, they're still working. Uh, they're they're getting ready for a season this year, and it'll be fun to watch them. Uh, I'm especially looking forward to the Wildcat Navy seeing what they can do this year. Yeah, you know, and to move forward, we're gonna we have to talk about the baseball cats. Yeah, in the too. last year, uh, the last time that. They were able to step on on the field. Uh, they won the state championship. And, you know, baseball is one of those sports where it is, you know, you don't see teams repeating. Uh, you know, baseball is a sport that can kind of go either way, you know, depending on who's pitching, you know, stuff like that. And winning a state championship for baseball is really one of the hardest things you can do in high school sports. You know, there are a ton of leaders on that team. Matt Jaberti, obviously being a Harvard commit. You know, Jacob Ironman, McCray Sosha, uh, Owen Gerba committed to John Carroll. Uh, obviously, Gabe Nard, uh, you know, the junior who's committed to Duke. He throws a flaming fastball. He's uh, he's not the he's not the little young freshman anymore no. that we saw in the state championship. But uh, obviously, er, the Pretty much the only two guys that have varsity experience for the Cats right now, actually three, are Gip Conroy, uh, Matt Jaberti, and Gabe Nard. Uh, Matt Jaberti in the state championship was a pinch runner, uh, and I know he had a hit in the playoffs as well. But Gabe Nard, his one, or up until this year, his one and only start for the varsity Cats was in the state championship game, and he won. So we already know. He's clutch. Uh, and after his freshman year, the summer going into his sophomore year, he committed to Duke. Uh, that's that's just hands down impressive. Yeah, you know. In addition, you got Noah Brazitis, Cole Jones. Um, you have Nick Zarbo, Luke Roggenberg on that team. Aiden Cooney, 
a lot of talent uh, for the Baseball Cats this year. And they have had one game. Uh, they had a victory against Maslin Jackson, 9-3. to uh, I believe Nard was on the mound for that game, uh, you know, and struck out a handful. But Luke Roggenberg really led the way. Uh, I believe he was the SIBN player of the game um, as he hit 3-for-4 with three RBIs. Uh, you know, and he said after the game, quoting, I just hit the ball hard today and I need to keep that up. And I'm sure if he keeps that up, the team will keep bringing in W's. And uh, another thing to note, I mean, we obviously mentioned McCray Socha, who's committed to Washington and Jefferson. Uh, one player on the team, we've mostly, uh, outside of Gabe Nard, have announced or, or have brought up seniors. One guy that's going to have a big season this year, look out for the freshman. Uh, Sawyer Solitaria, 6'2", 220, freshman. Uh, before this past game that they've had, which is their only game of the season, the Wildcats played two scrimmages, one against Avon Lake and one against Olmsted Falls. Uh, Avon Lake was neck and neck along with the Olmsted Falls game, but I believe it was against Avon Lake that Sawyer Solitaria hit a walk-off to end the scrimmage. Uh, they basically It was basically like an actual game. But they played it as a scrimmage, and it wasn't official. Yeah, I mean, but that freshman, 6'2", 220, he is a powerhouse. When was the last time you heard about a freshman hitting a home run? You know, and for game? baseball. Three, for... 320 foot fences. Yeah, that, yeah, That's on the poles in left and right field. Yeah, to dominate in baseball is, uh, you know, that that is ridiculously hard for a player to stand out. Uh, and Sawyer is one of those players who well, is someone you want to look out for standing out. And going into this next point I'm about to bring up, Kurt, you and I have broadcast baseball in the past, but that was always at BW where the fences were 400 feet away. And we never, and you and I never saw a home run in that stadium. No one ever hit it out of the park. Um, Meg McNamara might have been Mike, the only Mike one. Mike McNamara might have been the only one who had a shot at it. But he, I, we've pretty much never seen a home run in that ballpark. Uh, but the Wildcats now this year have a new home field that they're playing at. Yep. Uh, Talty Field at Brookside Reservation, uh, right by the zoo. Uh, a, a new turfed field, all turf. Uh, it was turfed by the Indians for the All-Star game two years ago. And uh, it, it's beautiful. And I don't believe there's any form of tickets to these games. So that's that's an event that any Wildcat fan can go to. Uh, if you have nothing to do and uh, you're looking to watch a good ball game, well, Wildcat games are free. Just walk up to Brookside Reservation and uh, watch there a game. That, all Wildcat fans, I know it's been kind of tough getting to be able to watch the Wildcats play in person this year in a lot of sports. Uh, most sports are just letting parents in the games, but uh, you can walk up to a Wildcat baseball game and watch. Uh, it'll be a fun season this year. Once again, the baseball cats are going for two. And that, I believe, brings it to a close for this episode of the Wildcat Weekly. We recapped almost everything we need to, wrapping up winter sports, giving a preview of spring sports as they're already underway. Uh, you know, the main takeaway from all of this, is the Wildcats are looking to make a splash once again in the spring season. A lot of seniors are looking to stand out. And always stay tuned on Instagram, Twitter, and obviously the SIBN for any and all updates. Uh, For Bobby Jerome and myself, Kurt Pickering, stay well and go Cats.